This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Beers in the Lot is partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, let me just remind you about our shop at beersinthelot.com slash shop. That's where you can get the t-shirts and other merchandise with Beers in the Lot logos on it. Also, check out beersinthelot.com for anything else you might be curious about about this podcast. And be sure to join the Discord at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. So for episode 170, the guys and I talked about the Oilers and the situation going on up in Edmonton. We talked briefly about how top goaltending talent seems to come out of the woodwork now and then. And we talked about number 68 and a special game coming up for him in Pittsburgh. So let's get to it and crack the beers. What are you drinking this evening, Aaron? I have another Stella. Arctois. Hmm. How about you, Daniel? What are you pouring over there? So tonight I have a super vivid from Treehouse. Ooh, back in that Treehouse bullshit. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What you got tonight, Riggs? I have an imported beer, just like Aaron. I have a Labatt Blue Light. Wow. Yes, sir. Imports. And what do you have, Jonathan? I have a domestic a fine Pilsner beer, Miller Light. So yeah, we're just it is hanging out tonight. Pilsner. We're just hanging out Goldie's tonight. Goldie's finest. Yeah, Goldie's finest. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a lovely little <laughs> evening. I'm sure. It's new players. What's exciting? Edmonton's got a new coach. That's well, new. they needed a new coach too. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> yeah, they got the knob. Yeah, they got the knob. Knob <laughs> 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 nah, block. Yep. Overdue. Overdue at this point. I don't think, uh, yeah, if you're a Stanley Cup contender, and I think like everyone at ESPN and Sportsnet and TSN picked Edmonton to do well, and their roster construction to this point has not lived up to what they needed to do. Even kind of Connor and Leon are a little, they're they're off to a slow start. So that whole team. Just... I want to say Beers in a Lot kind of called that and saw that coming. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. I yeah. actually, I said that the first coach that would be fired would be David Quinn out in San Jose. And they are historically bad. So at least you're right. But yeah, Jay Woodcroft sucks. I mean, because I don't think it's his. It's roster <laughs> construction and everything. But what are you going to do? Goaltenders can't stop freaking pucks. It's like a beer league game. The first shot went in tonight. I know. Whoops, <laughs> like, a daisy. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who's playing. I I didn't pay attention, but like <laughs> I I have the game on. The first shot went in. Like <laughs> that's a bad look. There's just not like. I mean, is the math really bad for Edmonton moving forward? It's not horrible. Like it's not well, like impossible. But they gotta start putting math, points. Some Edmonton math that I think Riggs has the exact numbers on it. You probably do too, John, but um, is it nine in the last 16 years? Coaches? Nine oh, different yeah. head coaches? Oh, 11, 11 since uh, 2008, pretty much. 
since yeah. Daryl Katz bought the team, mm-hmm. it's like eleven coaches. Eleven yeah. coaches. It's it's bad. That's a lot of coaches. And like you said, it's like why why can't they make it work? Like they've been given all these first round draft picks, and yeah, a couple of them haven't panned out, which that's that happens. But they've got the best player in the world right now, and a compliment to him in Dreisaitl. I mean, why why can't they make this into a thing? Why can't they be good? Why do they suck? Well, to touch on a point, (laughs) to touch on a point that Eric made last week, their goaltending is historically bad for an NHL team. Jack Campbell and Skinner had a lower save percentage than. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and I forget the other Sharks goalie, but they were they were worse save percentage wise than those two guys. Even after I think they got lit up for twenty goals in two in games. Two games. Mm. So that shows you how bad. And also the shooting percentage isn't probably what it should be for that team too. But still, like they're not they're not making their own luck. It's not it's not good. Right. So it's a combination of things too. I mean, maybe it is that they just don't have a goalie. I mean, they they need one. You you got to have one of those. But maybe they just haven't had a goalie, and that's been a, a major factor. But yeah, like you said, they're not even they're not going at all. <laughs> there was one video of the the of of Drysaddle. I think he was being asked. He's like, oh well, you know. It's like nobody's even going, and Dry said something along the lines of "great observation." Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> Sick he's gonna question, bro. He's gonna sock someone by the end Mario? of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's gonna. I'm telling you, Dry Settle's gonna sock somebody in the grill before the end of the year, probably. But also, like, if you're Edmonton, you kind of gotta you gotta be a little worried because Connor has two years left on his deal. And Dreisaitl, I called it uh, last year, I think. Dreisaitl is going to end up in Ottawa with Stutzla. We already know this. But, <laughs> like, the clock's ticking, so what's going to happen with those guys? Like, I mean, will they stay? Yeah. Who knows? I don't, I mean, Zadorov from Calgary, like, came out over the weekend and demanded a trade. So I think more of the younger guys, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's going to end up like, you know, NBA, where those guys just essentially when shit isn't going right or they don't feel like going to work in that city anymore, they're like, trade me. And then they have to trade them. Like, I don't want it to see, like, I don't want it hockey to go down that route, but I, I do think younger players are going to like have a little more leverage moving forward and kind of go, no, you know what? I don't want to play in this situation. I'm going to dedicate X amount of years and do my time. And then I'll go somewhere else. We'll see. That makes sense. So you brought up the NBA. This is a ricochet shot. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) McDavid's former agent is the CEO of the Oilers. His former junior coach is now the head coach. The knob. (laughs) The knob. (laughs) How much influence is he having over all of these decisions for the team? And and don't forget, gentlemen, he was riding in the bus with in Erie. Connor Brown's on that team. Oh, and Connor Brown has zero points. (laughs) <laughs> like why don't he they just go sucks. why don't they just go yeah. trade for Burakovsky and like complete the yeah just get the line back together <laughs> you know complete the Rick so are you, you know. making a LeBron joke yeah so oh, yeah. so it sounds like they're Hell trying yeah. to cater to him I mean <laughs> you gotta think 
they're trying to make him happy, right? I mean, they don't want to see him leave. You don't want a guy of that caliber to leave your team. But in that regards, like if something doesn't change, he's not going to stick around. Yeah. I mean, how do you keep him? Yeah. Get a better fucking goalie. Well, and and you got to think too, like the NHL is only what, like two seasons. Now we're in season two of like two high profile players in Alberta leaving one left via free agency, Johnny hockey's in Columbus. And then Matt Kachuk, like two days later is like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) And then he went to Florida and it worked out swimmingly for him. Uh, Huberto. Yeah. He got benched the other night, so it's not going so well for him in the Western conference. I wouldn't say it's a straight blueprint, but like young, talented players are kind of like, eh, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Connor, I'm sure if he tells him I want $40 million, even though the salary cap, like (laughs) almost be 50%, Edmonton would go, okay. But like (laughs) Dreisaitl, like maybe he's like. Arizona could cover that. Oh, God, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you don't have to pay for a rink, it's easier to pay for the players. (laughs) So. I think the only way that McDavid stays is if Ken Holland gets fired. Well, I think he his contract's up in the end of the year, so I think he's no matter how it was going to happen. I think he was. There's probably either a plan in place for after this year, or if it wasn't like a hundred percent solidified, I'm willing to bet Jeff Jackson, Connor's former agent, who's now the CEO. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet they have already had quite a few discussions on. All right, what do we got to do to like salvage this year? And also, too, like what assets could we like futures or maybe stuff on their current roster? Like, what do we, what can we move now to make us salvage this year? Cause if you waste it, let's say you don't even make the playoffs, that's a total waste of a year for Dreisaitl and McDavid on the same roster. It is 100%. Like, they have a few other decent players too, like RNH and Nurse. They're great, but we all know the two guys that matter on that roster. So you got to, I mean, Florida proved it last year. You get in the dance, anything happens. So they have to essentially go, what do we got to do to catch these teams in front of us to either get in a wild card or third spot in the Pacific? And then what assets off our current roster do we have to either move or futures? Like, what, what do we do? And is Ken Holland going to be making those decisions, too? Like, maybe he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to be here. You know, I'll, I'll consult, essentially, and then maybe, a, you know, kind of the other management in Edmonton will figure that out. But yeah, what, Riggs, would you, would you mortgage the future, essentially, and just go, like, we need some help in, in goal or deep or something? What would you do in that situation? Well, it's really hard to go make moves for goaltending. Because you're not going to get you're not going to get starters because there's only so many starter spots in the league. Nobody's going to let those guys go unless you get to trade deadline time. But by then it might be too late for them, considering the hole that they've already dug. So you're you're looking at you know quote unquote unproven prospect goaltending that you're looking at if you're going to do something like that. And that that's a gamble, right? Like that's that's probably not a risk you want to take on. They have starters, you know, not top echelon NHL starters, not starters that are going to get them to where they want to be as a franchise at this point. 
in in whatever their plan was but they have starters so now it's like okay well are there depth players that could help us you know spark something here uh early on because we're still early on in the season i don't know if anybody's available i don't know you know i don't know if there's anybody out there that could really help them i don't think the roster construction is that bad i i really don't i just think that they started the year slow there were expectations coming into the year and they haven't met them but i don't i don't think they're i don't think it's panic button time yet like i i don't even know if i 100% agree with the woodcroft thing at this point like yeah you're getting you're getting sub you know 890 goaltending you're at a sub six and a half percent shooting percentage but i mean they look okay tonight i i don't know like it's to me it seems like the guys that are in charge you know jeff jackson ken holland paul coffee was a special advisor now he's behind the bench since they you know got rid of of woodcroft and one of the assistants manson like, like i i just I don't know if they're making the right decisions or if it was time to push the big red button yet. I think the big red button for them, though, was the Woodcroft thing. Like, kind of like, we got to snap these guys out of it now. And unfortunately, it's very easy to fire a coach, is what it is. So, right. But is this even the right time for that? I don't, I don't know if it was maybe too early. Well, he also has like a almost like a 700 winning percentage with that team. Yeah. So I, like, like you can't. There isn't. There isn't some wiggle room at the beginning of the season. You know, we're we're two weeks out from Thanksgiving, which is historically the time when these things happen. And the best right? holiday of the year. There, there wasn't. There wasn't still some time left in these two weeks of games to kind of see what happens, and and then you know, then decide. Okay, we got to do something now. Because before we head into December, we need to start moving upwards and progressing. Like, yeah. that's how this works. That's historically how this works. So, I, I don't know if, if, to me, it indicates that there's some confusion and some turmoil in the management level that, uh, you know, shit rolls downhill. And that is going to be what makes players leave. It's not necessarily the coaching decision this week it's not you know any of that stuff it's that there's just general confusion and turmoil like even at the even at the press conference thing like jeff jackson and ken holland's answers when the reporters were asking them questions were completely contradictory to each other right those guys should be on the same page they should have talked about that shit before they went in the room right so if that's what's going on in public, like who the hell knows what's going on behind closed doors? So that's why I'm like, they got to get rid of Ken Holland. Like, they get, I, I think that's the guy you get rid of. But I don't know. Do you think they're panicking a little bit more because they are in a Canadian market and you do have the number one player in the world? Yeah, it's that. Thousand also, percent. It's that and also like they've made the playoffs and they've advanced, you, you right. know, in the playoffs a couple times the last couple of years, you know, now this is the year like we we're contenders, right? Everybody's picking us. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're, we're odds favorites at some level 
to win the cup. Like, so yeah, I get it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like, I think, I think maybe they're, they moved too early. Maybe I'm not a hundred percent either way on this. I, I think it's just, there's something else going on there. That's not right. Time out for just a second while we hear about our sponsors. We'll be right back. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. The over-under for the Kraken and Oilers game is 6.5, and the Oilers minus 185 on the money line. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets inspire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets inspire 100 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. It might be early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not start well before Black Friday? Right now, you can shop Raycon products and save up to 50% off during their early Black Friday sale. You've heard me talk about Raycon's earbuds before, specifically their most comfortable fit. Well, this past year, Raycon expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge all of your devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. And their Faucet Filter Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. It does feel a tad knee-jerky, but the only thing, I guess, that kind of concerns me overall is like Dreisaitl and McDavid... And there's that kind of floating theory that like McDavid isn't a hundred percent. So for me, frankly, like did they fire Woodcroft with the hope that maybe they can go on like a five or six, you know, seven game run where they kind of pile a bunch of points, get, get kind of close, maybe not a hundred percent back in, but compile it. And then hopefully the bus is kind of going in the right direction. And maybe then McDavid, they got to do it. Or are they doing it now with the hope of like, well, if we get to December and this is still going, we're shutting them down. So it's almost like, let's use the options we have very but quickly. That, that is a, that is a huge risk, like disruption yeah, to the team, like, like firing head coach, bringing in new head coach, just, just to get to the point where he's healthy enough that he's going to carry the team. Like that's a huge disruption to deal with while you're waiting for that to happen again like to me if if that was the decision 
that screams mismanagement by somebody like like that is right. that's terrible well so take take jeff jackson out of the equation because he just got that role like in august september edmonton for the last oh i don't know almost 20 years have they done anything right as a managerial staff no they can't develop players they i mean they've had number one draft picks how many years and all those guys you know are don't develop don't do anything they don't develop while they're on that team or they're straight they're flat out busts because they can't help the kids make the transition so no like it there is a history there yes yeah that's that's also the other thing i'm kind of i'm like you know maybe and maybe some of the you know kind of regular season they had last year i wouldn't call it overachieving because they did do you know they they did do very well in a very competitive western conference but maybe a lot of shit went right for them last year where you said eric they're like a little they were maybe they were ahead of where they should have been maybe so like maybe maybe this is them kind of kind of getting dragged back to the you know the average circle where they probably are even though they have two very special players it could be regression right it could it could be regression but uh, again i still say that i i like the way that team on paper looks i i really and i actually like how they play i just i don't they're just not getting like the pucks aren't going in right now yeah it, it they're not they're not insanely <laughs> deep i will say that they're not deep but if you look at the teams that they are kind of like in that group with they're they're kind of right there too like outside yeah. of, all right in the West, outside of like Vegas and Colorado and maybe Dallas, like every other team's roughly about the same, you know? I mean, so yeah, outside of those three teams where they're total outliers, kind of the rest, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, now I will say like Edmonton's a little special because they have like two out of the, they in some circles have one and two in the entire league, you know, depending on how you want to rank your players. They have a top two. I, so. I don't think that they, if if you're what you're saying, McDavid is not a hundred percent. I I don't think they would wait to shut him down. I mean, I, I know we've seen it before where the number one player on a team gets you know injured or whatever, and number two guy steps in, and a lot of times the team actually plays really well without their number one. Yeah, because a guy or two. I gets bet you Drake Settle would yeah. would step up completely yeah. and. Yeah, would definitely help. I, I, I don't know. I don't well, think that's. I, I just, that's I just, excuse. I just think he got rushed back to play that Heritage Classic. They won the game. Everyone was like, "Oh shit, everything's great." And then, yeah, you know, next week and a half, and they even lost to San Jose. Well, okay, so I mean, let's say you need to make player moves, and right? yeah, you're cap strapped. And I, I haven't looked. Which at their, they are. I they haven't are. looked at their numbers, but yeah. So put them on LTI, LTIR. Get the cap yeah. re- recapture. Say some mm-hmm. cash. Yeah. <laughs> we'll know. get some cash in the bank for a while and figure <laughs> right. it out. Right. It's my money and I need it now. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Called JG Wentworth. <laughs> yeah. Called JG. 877 cash now. Yeah. We're not sponsored. Yeah. JG Wentworth. It's just a catchy jingle. It is. It's very catchy. Well, yeah, it does kind of make you think like what. Who knows, man? Who who knows with I mean, they the only have twenty fucking suck. As of as of tonight as we record, because the game, you know, they have and Calvin Pickard's up for Jack Campbell. 
so it's included. They have twenty one thousand uh, dollars in cap space. I'll <laughs> wow. take that roster spot for them. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I can fill that <laughs> for twenty one k. I'm fine. Could, I'll do it for a dollar. Yeah, a dollar even one shift. But <laughs> even if you go all the way to deadline as it stands now, they have ninety five k. So they can't even do shit at the deadline. They gotta. They gotta. They gotta <laughs> figure it out. They could buy a compact sedan. but if you look the next three years yeah the next three years (laughs) no way oh yeah yeah you can't buy an f-150 for that no way maybe a 1993 yeah Yeah, maybe a 1993 (laughs) i'm talking about the ones with no cruise control and like a tape deck for a radio oh it has the roll-up window still maybe yeah Yeah. Uh, that sounds like borat buying the ice cream truck man that's exactly what that sounds like um no, the Maybe next an ice cream truck would do Edmonton well. Yeah, yeah. the next Maybe three years make everybody truck. happy at least. Yeah, <laughs> the next three years though they do have uh, all round number one picks and two out of their next three for round two. The next three years of the draft. So like, if they want to trade some future capital, great. But you still got to solve the fact that it's uh, Can't you literally. Him. Well, you, well, the the only way you do it that way, you give somebody up who is probably making a little more for a player, and you have to throw in the draft pick to essentially sweeten it. Where the team's like, I kind of don't want to do it, but sure. And and also, all those teams they're going to try and kill Edmonton on deals. They're going to go like, yeah. yeah. What all that means is that the window's going to be open for a while for them. This isn't the end of it. This is. Right probably no not at all they're probably leaning towards still the beginning half of whatever their cup window is you know with with the with with their big two and and the core players that they have right now so they're they're gonna be fine i just think like they gotta settle down like (laughs) like as a like as a management team and as a hockey ops team like just settle down and like just just play the games and and figure out the things that you could tweak to score a few more goals here and there and help your goaltender out in your end. Like just do those things, you know, don't, don't disrupt your team trying to make it better. Like, right. I don't know. Don't ruin the team by trying to fix it. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I want to come back to something that, uh, that you were talking about a little bit ago, Eric, about goalies and how you have to go with like unproven goalies and it's a gamble. Anecdotally, how many times has that actually paid off for teams? I feel like that actually happens somewhat often, not like all the time, but I feel like goalies that are, are, you know, like put into a pressure situation, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Like goalie, like starter goalies are born out of, being the backup when the starter goes down in the playoffs, it seems like. like yeah. I don't know how many are like that, but I feel like it's a fair number of goalies. I can I name like, three somewhat recently. Yeah, I can I, name a few. I think yeah. short like short seasons like that, sure, but like it's it's mid November. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I'm cool. putting them into it's a, a pressure little, situation. It's a right different now, situation but, here. Like they're coming in for the marathon, right? right? And and you're and you're coming in asking them like, hey, we're going to need you to start like at least a half or the better part of a half of the games that we're going to have here. 
Oh, you and know. post a nine point a point nine and, one, and and right. get us <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. and get us back at least to ninety percent. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you get us it's there, yeah. then the roster could probably take you know the rest from you. But you know, they're they're <laughs> two points down from that right now, and that's, I just that's it's true. a lot. It's a lot to ask for somebody coming in that that's probably going to be an American League or a Coast League guy, right? right? So I, I it just, makes me I uh, makes me think of 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 Goody, who we play with, and how he he's told us before that he could just decide he wants to win a game mm-hmm. and start playing out of his mind, mm-hmm. and that's definitely what goalies do in the playoffs. Like oh, obviously yeah, yeah. they come in and they're like, oh, all the pressure's on. Well, I'm just going to try my fucking ass off. Whereas if you bring them in in the early parts of the season, it's like, okay, well, this is a slog. Yeah. If I'm going to make it to the end of the season, then I can't try my ass off every game. And <laughs> some shit's just going to have to go in. Like that's, that's gotta be the mentality. I, I, I don't know for sure. I've never played goal, but I'm, I know that goalies can find, can find that extra gear, if you will. Absolutely. So maybe that's, that's a big part of it for the playoffs and so on. I think the playoffs too, it's like a little different animal just because it's like you're playing every other day. You're playing one team consistently, and you kind of like we've seen it a ton with the playoffs in general. Like, you just have to worry about the next puck coming at you because the the way the game's going to flow, it's going to, you know, ebbs and flows back and forth, kind of, you know, you get an idea of the pace. And it's just like I said, because it's every other day, you get your body gets in a rhythm, your mind gets in a rhythm, and you can kind of do your scouting, your recovery, and rest. And then you're, you're good to go regular season. It's a little more tough. Cause like you're playing, you know, two and three, and then you got back to backs thrown in there and travel and other weird stuff, you know, like just your regular off days of like, Oh, we have three days off. Then we're on a road trip for like eight days playing four games, you know, right. like that. And so you like see, it, it's you see various teams. So you, you have one team yeah. bearing down on you mm-hmm. every single shift. And then the next game, they're a weak team. So you go, five, six, yep. six minutes without a shot or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of like a you beer league game kind of, and yeah. you see four shots in the game. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is goaltending in general. It's, it ain't easy. And I do like, I like Jack Campbell. I like his story. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of hope, I don't think it's physical. It's mental. And something happened, you know, early this season because he did have a good training camp from every you know every reporter saying that so like something came off the rails and i'm sure he'll find it again some way some form but it's like unfortunately in this situation you're on a clock you don't have the luxury of kind of like you know skinner coming in taking a boatload of games up front you working on yourself and then coming back like both of them are in that kind of you know dark space as a goaltender if you will like they're both kind of really fighting it. So that that's kind of the one thing. Like some teams have like, you know, one A and one B where when one's down, the other one kind of picks them back up and so on. So like they're they're in a unique situation because they both make a decent amount of coin, but they're not Well, and that's so Yeah, that's, that's the other problem that's, too. That's the argument for not paying them. Like not like your starter should, you know, between your starter and your second guy, it should be one A, one B. They're making a combined, you know, X number of millions of dollars per year AAV. 
like it's almost a cabin sap. between the two. Right. Yeah. And and I like so so you're you're bringing them in at three four per year, right? You yeah. got to find that sweet spot. And <laughs> once once a guy plays well, and then he's they're like, oh well, I need to be making seven plus eight plus, you know. Now you got to let him go, or right. if you sign him, you got to understand that if he's not playing well, you're losing. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's what's going to happen. So like, you know, I that is to me like yeah the goal scoring's at a premium and you got to pay those guys and everything but i think the hard work in the cap management is in the in the crease and then at bottom six and your top four uh, defensive like that's the real work in cap management so my my opinion <laughs> we got to we got to talk about yager dude we got to talk about yager how you feel about that, John? How you feel about Yager? Oh man, I'm They're putting his number in the rafters. So much, so much emotion came through my my head when I saw that. <laughs> I was I was telling you guys about a little. I was telling my wife, and then I told you guys how little Johnny was crying because it was like they're gonna move the team and it's garbage. <laughs> it's horrible. Like it was. I mean, Yager. I mean, as bright as it was near the end of the Yager era and right after he left, like. If you were a Penguins fan, it was a very dark time to be a Penguins fan. Like yeah. the team was not doing well. Every day you kept hearing they were moving to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Every day. And it was just not, it was horrible. And then we had years and years of like Rico Fada and Alexi Morozov oh, and Tricky Dick Tarnstrom <laughs> leading the team. So, like, you know, I mean, typical bell curve of a franchise. But like, yeah. the cool thing is like when Yager left, there was a lot of bad blood. It, you know, because they weren't going to pay him. He kind of wanted to stay, and then he moved, and he then he went to the KHL after a few years, and then he never, you know, he was talking to the Pens. They felt that they got burned. I don't... He said, she said, nonsense. Who who really knows how that went? I No one ever knows. But, like, the fact that he's going to retire his number where he belongs, that that's a good thing. Like, Sydney, Gino, they're, they're going to probably finish their careers with Penguins. That's awesome. Lemieux obviously did. Yager, like he's he's on the Mount Rushmore of Penguins all time. It's not even close. Absolutely. Stellar dude. I mean, I kind of hope they do like I forget what team does it. Riggs, you may know. They have the guy come back like in their they call it like one last lap or one last shift. Oh, yeah. And they have the alumni. Yeah, go no, out no, no. in the gear. I kind of want to see that. Every once in a while when a guy gets <laughs> yeah, when they get their numbers retired. They'll, yeah. they'll do like the last lap thing and the, they'll, when they have the banner, you know, yeah. out there yeah. and they get to skate around on the ice and then they put the yeah. banner up or whatever. Like there's been some players that have had I, that. Done, yeah, I forget. I kind of want yeah. Yager to go out in like the Joe think... helmet with the mullet. Yeah, and do yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that would be it's uh, iconic. So nice. I know. Yeah. Fully tucked jersey. Mind you, like <laughs> yeah. fully tucked jersey. <laughs> like just wild style that guy had too i mean he had the black holders on the skates yeah yeah. and then when he was at the rangers he had that weird soul patch thing going on (laughs) just weird i mean he was so i mean say whatever you want about yager yager's cool man like Mm -hmm. he's a cool dude i think that's what everybody says about him everyone i mean i and and too you look at some of the guys he like like he had an impact on quite a few young guys throughout the nhl like i mean penguins Long was standing. It's been forever ago at some point, but like 
Philly, Calgary a little bit with Goudreau, and then you got him in Florida with like some of those guys. So like he's, you know, he's. Oh God, it's so cool. I'm so the work, the work ethic. I mean, just the stories yeah. about that guy who, you know, he had the keys to his facility and he'd be in there shooting weights around on the ice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's who, that's what happened? he openly admitted. He doesn't <laughs> diet. He doesn't yeah. do that. So he no. intentionally he works out. Works. Yeah. Just yeah. wears a weight vest and yeah, skate weights and shoots yeah, yeah. weights around the it? ice. It like, came up in Discord. Someone was like, don't wear weights on your skates or don't wear <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah. Yeah, Eric, yeah, it was you. Yeah, so you said, bad. don't do yeah. that. It's so bad, bad for, for your joints. joints. It's so bad like, for your joints. It worked don't do for that. Yager. Yager is not the same. And also, he's different. Well, no, he's just a freak athlete. He's like all these other guys that... It, it it wasn't gonna matter what they did; they were gonna yeah. be the best at it, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter. Well, he so, was also skilled, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, clearly has see that, that going for him. Yeah. <laughs> that helps a lot. <laughs> but like, seriously, I would... don't put weights on your ankles. Yeah, don't. It's, stop. So, it's really bad. <laughs> don't for you. If, anything. Yager does. Is it like, the beers and a lot disclaimer? He would do the, would do the weight vests. <laughs> Uh, I believe he did the parachutes too. Don't do that, youth or adult. We don't need that here. No, you don't need that either. Especially yeah, youths. Yeah. yeah, youths don't need that. Um, the fastest skaters put the most force into the ground. That's yeah. how it works. But like, I I told my uh, wife when I was looking at tickets, and then I was like, oh god, it's like a small investment going to the damn game. And then I kind of mm-hmm. joked, it was like, you can't sell out a fucking game now. But you know, they announce it, oh, and everybody. Dude. No oh, scalpers want to go through the last, roof. Last weekend, <laughs> last weekend we were uh, with the kids team. We were supposed to be in Pittsburgh for a tournament, but they didn't have enough teams signed up, so they moved us to February. Guess which fucking weekend they moved it to? Yeah, the Yags game. And so what I usually do is when we go to Pittsburgh for a kids tournament, is I'll hawk, you know, Seat Geek and uh, uh, the other one, and the other, you know, there's like three or four apps now, like. And it, and the Ticketmaster resale, like all the different apps locally to see like, okay, where's the best seats for the best price? So usually I could sit down lower bowl for like 60, 70 bucks a seat, which is awesome. But the get in price when I was looking on fri- Friday or Saturday was like 300 bucks already. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I, we'll be we'll be up there, but we'll see. Come on, Riggs. I'm a hundred percent going I mean, to monitor it. Like if yeah, it if there's yeah. a I have a number and if it gets like that where I can get two tickets, I'm I'm going. And I yeah. I even told like Jess, I was like, Yeah, Do if it, I go, I, I'm physically gonna cry. Like I, I would <laughs> because like it was like that age, like you know, ten to eighteen. So like it was like right in the heart of it of like yeah. You know, when you develop your musical and sports taste, and it was like, you know, especially with the team moving and everything, it was like, like I said, it was a very dark time. And now look at us. We're a, you know, model franchise having older players at, almost out to pasture as an organization. It's great. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. So, like, you know. <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Thank you for your listen and for your support. We appreciate all of your likes and ratings and reviews and subscriptions on the various podcatchers. Keep them coming. We appreciate every single one of them. I know I speak for the rest of the guys when I say have a good one. And we'll catch you next week when our new episode drops on Wednesday. 
See ya. Oh, 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 oh